right, part two. It is the Mouthinoff Sports Show Summer Recap, and I am joined once again by Ryan Brown and Jonathan Sullivan. How you guys doing? Swell. Doing well. Beautiful. So we got NFL, we got Patriots, and we're going to start with the Pats. And I think, it's, uh, I think it's smart to start with some preseason talk and some roster additions. We had two trades, two trades go down. Jesus. Uh, and it's going to be interesting for the Pats this year. No Gronk. That's the first time in, what, nine years now? Brady's not going to have Gronk. We got uh, first time, first round rookie wide receiver, Nikhil Harry getting picked up. And we got Josh Gordon back, reinstated. That's a total, you know, a lot of question marks here on the wide receiver front. But let's start with, you know, roster additions. Ryan, who's your favorite uh, ad that the Patriots have gotten this year? Uh, my favorite ad would probably be bringing back Jamie Collins. Yep. I okay. think that he may not get the the reps and the usage right off the bat, but I think as the season progresses, he's going to earn a starting spot in this lineup, whether it's through injury or overtaking a starter. And just looking at how he while he's looked in the preseason, I, I, I really think he's going to get to that spot and he's going to become an impact player for us once again. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's really coming interesting, off, yeah. He's coming off a 100-tackle season with the Browns, his first one since... Uh, his only other 100 tackle season, which was with the Pats, I think, in 14. And so he, he looks primed for a big season, and I'm, I'm really hopeful of that. He looks really, like, watching him in the preseason, he looks skinny. Like, yeah. A lot skinnier than he, I feel like he was before. And I think that makes him and, more like, dangerous. He's num- number eight. Like, I don't know. He just looks like, like a hybrid, like, freak. Like I don't know how freak in a good in a good sense of the word. Yes, he just looks like a hybrid. Like he doesn't look like a linebacker. He just looks like he looks like a corner or a safety the way he's built. But he's like a lot taller and like he's stronger on the line. Yeah. yeah, he just looks like an absolute machine that you can use. You know, all over the field. I know in the past he had issues. You know, staying in the coverage and whatnot. What the defense wants. Free wins a little bit. Yeah, he kind of. Did what he wanted to, but hopefully this year, he uh, he does what the coaches want because he, in my mind, he's primed to be a beast. I mean, I think he he could be pushing uh, potentially, you know, double digits for sacks. Hopefully, yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah, I I would say for me, my favorite acquisition, Jamie Collins, is definitely up there, but Nikhil Harry, I think, is the most intriguing. It's my favorite because. Belichick's never drafted a receiver in the first round, and I think it, it says a lot. Like I think they plan to have this guy long-term, and for the next guy too, whether it be Jared Stidham or someone else that's still in college. I really like that, and I think if he's working with Brady a lot, obviously Brady isn't as involved in like the you know first like passing camp and stuff anymore, but I think he's a guy that is like already in the Brady trust tree, and it's not. we all know that's not easy to you know be a part of. you got to really... Really be on his side, be one of his guys. So I, I think Nikhil Harry just has a lot of raw upside. Not sure if he's like the best route runner or the best to, again, kind of like Josh Gordon. I don't know if he's going to need like a simplified playbook a little bit, but I'm really excited about him, even though he did get banged up a little bit this preseason. I think he, I think he could have a big season. I think he's going to need more time than, say, Jamie Collins <coughs> would to crack the starting line. I think with him going down to injury in the first preseason game, I don't think he's practiced since... That's that's really not good for a rookie, especially a rookie wide receiver in the Patriots system. 
I feel like Brady is in practice when they were pra- he was practicing, trying to force feed him, get that connection going because he knows how important it, that will be come the regular season. But with no no preseason reps, no he hasn't practiced in quite a while. It's gonna set things back. I really don't have high expectations for him the first couple weeks of the season. I think he's gonna have to sort of get himself going. And it's going to take some time for that to happen before he really starts to click with Brady. Yeah, I'm worried about him because he's got a, he's got a, an injury that I think is going to nag, you know, throughout this season, the hamstring. Speaking from experience, as someone that had a hamstring injury this summer, yikes. Um, I mean, it just it 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 just you know you think you're over it, and then you know you run a little stronger and then it starts flaring up and then you you know you sleep on it for two days and then you walk and you're like oh i'm fine and then you try to run it acts up again like it just it just continues to like nag and nag and nag and nag and nag i might cut and, it off uh, <laughs> it's just it's just tough like it's just tough like it's i think it's gonna stick with them the whole year honestly hopefully he can get over but it wouldn't be surprised to see him you know miss a game here miss a game there hamstring hamstring you know miss practice hamstring you know I don't know. I, I think, I think he he may like more along Ryan's route. I think he could have a bit of a slow start to the season, but I think that he has just the talent, right? I mean, we've seen like a guy like Malcolm Mitchell before, especially in the Super Bowl, be huge for Brady. And I think it would just be great to at least have Harry there, especially if the Pats go deep, which they probably will. I mean, let's be honest. Um, I think that it's just very important to have a guy like that just in case if anything like were to happen to Edelman. But I think regardless, if they're in the deep in the playoffs, he's going to be there as long as he's healthy. And I think that it's a weapon that could could end up being huge and it could end up being a, a game changer because, again, no Gronkowski, you're going to need all the help you can get in this offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not really an offensive thing, but I, that's why I think – you, you do need all the help you can get, and that's why I'm kind of uh, slightly concerned with the release of Ryan Allen at punter. Okay. I know that's kind of like a, 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 <coughs> a silly thing to get all worked up about, but we're, we, did move up, we did move up in the draft to take a rookie punter, <coughs> but it's a rookie punter. We're in the midst of being a perennial Super Bowl contender. I, I don't know if you want a rookie punter punting in big time situations and expecting him to be just perfectly fine. Belichick's got to love him. He's got, that's what I'm saying. He's he's got to have the utmost confidence in the world to be like, sorry, Ryan, like, like, sorry, sorry, you, you literally helped us dominate the field, uh, position battle in the Super Bowl, but we're going to go with the kid. Yeah. It's a bold move. I mean, it really is a bold move and it it does have a boot. He has a freaking. Good. I was gonna say when we got around to me, that's yeah. my favorite new <laughs> off-season acquisition. Jake Bailey, absolute stud of a punter. <laughs> I mean, like he is. I'm already convinced he's the best punter in the league. <laughs> whoa, 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 Johnny Hacker, put some respect <laughs> nah, on Johnny Hacker nah, because uh, Ryan Allen just outpunted Johnny Hacker in the Super Bowl, and then Ryan Allen just lost his job to. <laughs> Uh, Jake Bailey. So by the uh, transitive property, Jake Bailey has to be the best punter in the league. But I mean, I think he. You make a good, he, good case. Belichick. Yeah, he must be obsessed with him because Belichick always has the left-footed punter. And this guy's a right. Because the ball 
rotates differently off the left foot and people are used to catching lefty it off the right bias. foot. Yeah, you he's got a little lefty bias, that's for sure. Yeah, you do love to see that. But I'm I think he's a stud. Like I mean, he his hang time on his punts is ridiculous. I heard on the radio the other day he had like twelve punts or something in the priest's like practice that held up in the air over five seconds and um you know, That's huge. Ryan Allen had zero, so it's not even that, you know, you punt deep. As long as you can get it inside the 20, if you're punting over five seconds, that means that, you know, whoever, Slater or whoever, you know, Keon Crossing can get down there and you don't have a return. <laughs> you know, that's that's the big thing, is you're, you're limiting their returns. No, it is, and like, Belichick is obsessed with special teams. I mean, he it's like... He, it's just one of those, you know, faces of the game that I feel like he just loves. And to have, like, his own little Johnny Hecker over here, I think it's, you know, it's good. But, again, he's a, he's a rookie. Where, like Ryan said, like, I mean, we're going for seven here. You know, Brady's still, still playing some of his best football. And him and Belichick, Kraft, like, all of this is coming to an end within the next few years. Who knows? It could be sooner. But, like, to just a huge part of the game to just hand to a rookie like hey you know you're eight yards deep in the end zone we need you to you know bomb it for like 55 60 and keep it keep it up there for like five six seconds so we can all get down there like it's it's a lot and the field position battle for the Patriots this year is going to be huge again because their offense is not going to be putting up 30 32 points a game probably and their defense though hopefully going to keep teams largely in the teens so I think that yeah, it's it's a bold move, but I think it'll it'll pan out because they're. I mean, if it doesn't pan out, they could be in trouble because they're not going to just get Ryan Allen back. He's probably, you know, he's going to be all locked up. You know, somewhere, somewhere, presumably. Uh, and one more uh, roster addition. It's a recent one that I'm kind of intrigued by. I don't think he'll do much, but he could be a low key steal of a grab. Is Scooby right? He was, he was a big name coming out a couple yeah. of years ago from mm-hmm. Arizona, a linebacker, kind of because of his name, but kind of because he was a he was a he was the big man on campus at Arizona, yeah, and he played very well there. But he hasn't done anything in the pros since then. The Pats have scooped him up. Obviously, we have a great linebacker core, considering Jamie Collins isn't even listed as a starter yet, I believe. So he's got a hell of a mountain to climb to get playing time. Yep. But if he works his way up in practice and reps, makes the team, that's a guy that should a guy or two go down, he could be a very serviceable replacement and placeholder while we have started yeah, and people out. Their their lineback uh their linebacker group is just deep. I mean clearly, I mean and if yeah, he's definitely good. He's definitely good to have there because I don't want to see them have to go through a phase where, you know, if Hightower's down, because there's plenty of years where he doesn't play every single game, you know, he definitely has an injury history. So that's, that's great. If, you know, you got Collins back, you got Scooby Wright, you know, who knows if, uh, like, you know, your Landon Roberts is, is going to end up making the team. But I think they really like what they have there. I think everybody is pretty much consensus. The defense is going to be, like, the backbone of this team. Absolutely. So... I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, do you have anybody else that you like, Jonathan, that got added? I mean, let's just, on the record, me and Jonathan over here are uh, big Jacoby Myers stands. Uh, big, big proponents of uh, Jacoby Myers. 
although a bit of a shaky start with his rapport with Brady in, uh, in actual gameplay. But I, I think he's another guy that'll, that'll be there. I don't think he's going to flame out like Kemberl Tompkins in the past. But I think he could be a little, a little spark plug. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for him too. I don't think he's going to be, you know, like his first option or anything. But just a guy in the mix, you know, kind of like a Philip Dorsett type role. Um, if, you know, I think Dorsett's obviously making the team too. I think Brady would be up in arms if he didn't make it. So I think it's going to be a deep wide receiving core in terms of like probably going to keep six and go from there. But yeah, I'd say Jacoby Myers would be another another favorable addition, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I Jacoby Myers, definitely. But uh, yeah, Michael Bennett, too. <clears throat> you know, all personal stuff aside, um, you know, you could have a whole show on that, but... True. I do think he's going to be good for this, for the defense. I think the defense, as you said, is the backbone. I think the defense should, if it's outside the top five in defense in the NFL this year, based off, you know, who the Patriots play in their schedule, they have a easier schedule so it's top five defense or bust for me personally it's a lot like the 2014 defense in my mind <coughs> in terms of like you know you got a number one corner in Gilmore uh, <coughs> and then on the other side yeah they don't have like this huge hard-hitting you know Brandon Browner type also kind of problematic now Brandon Browner um but I think this defense kind of harkens back to a style of like 2014, but I think they're going to be a lot more aggressive in terms of getting after the quarterback. And that's something they've had trouble with the past, you know, several seasons is really getting after the quarterback in this preseason. They've been sack on sack on sack. Like they're just nonstop hitting the quarterback. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's been great. Yeah. It's funny you bring that up because it's actually like back and forth every other year <laughs> they can or they can't mm-hmm. in the last three, even years they've been, Tied for 13th in sacks or worse, including last year being tied for second to last. Yeah, they were awful. Ooh, awful. Yeah, yeah, they, Only the Raiders had team. less sacks than them last year. But last three <laughs> odd years, they've been top seven or higher in sacks. They've tied for seventh, second, and fifth. So, odd year, hopefully that means a lot of sack production. And the way we've been looking so far makes you optimistic about that. Yep, and one more addition that I really like, and he came out of the draft, Michigan guy, Chase Winovich. I think he already just just a great patriot. Like, he seems like an absolute patriot. Like, going to buy into the system. He, you know, he's going to say all the right things. He's going to do all the right things in practice. He's going to, you know, have a good rapport just in terms of, like, with Bill and the coaching staff and Mayo. Like, and I love Gerard Mayo being <coughs> on the defensive coaching staff now. I, I think that's just a great move, getting a former guy in there. It's, he's been out of the game for a few years now. So I, I think he's a great add, too, um, uh, on the staff. But, yeah, so where do we see, you know, before we get into, like, our, our picks and everything, where do we see the Patriots ending up in terms of regular season record? You know, like, how, how do you think they're going to do this year? You know, what games do you think they're going to have trouble with on the schedule? Uh, any trap games? You know, anything like that. I know, Ryan, you know, you're definitely ready for this. What do you think? Well, they have the second easiest schedule in the league. Rated, yeah. Based off of last year's win-loss records. So that's that's a good thing. You also play in the AFC East, which the other three teams in your division stink. Perennially. So yeah. uh, there's probably five wins at least there. Um, 
I've got them as 12 and 4 this year, uh, continuing the trend of 11 and 5 or better yep. for the 10th straight year, <laughs> which insane. is just ridiculous. It's just stupid. Uh, I think the divisional game they'll lose is not to the Dolphins. I think they'll actually lose on Monday Night Football at the Jets. I that's... think that Sam Darnell could catch us sleeping on a primetime game. Um, I uh, think yeah. that... Uh, after going undefeated at home last year, I don't think that will happen. I think KC will come back in, and after the back-and-forth classic we had last year, oh, yeah. they'll get at least regular season revenge on us. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I think they'll lose. They, they play the AFC North this year. They got Cleveland and Pittsburgh at home, and then they have to go to Baltimore. Uh, yeah, the road Baltimore game... Is one that could, I, could I, bite them. I think they will lose at Baltimore. I think they'll get the Pittsburgh season opener. And I think that they'll get Cleveland early enough in the season where they'll not be like Meshed fully in. clicking. Yeah. And so they'll be able to handle the Browns. Um, but I do think that they will have trouble winning a grinder of a game at Baltimore. Um, and then after the bye, um, I believe they get... Philly and Dallas, I think they'll actually win both of those, but I think they'll slip up at Houston. Yeah, at Houston, another one. I mean, mobile quarterbacks, and yeah, I I could totally see them dropping to Houston as well. So yeah, four losses. Nah, and uh, four four losses, twelve and four. I I could totally see. It. I think that's probably like the the floor would be eleven and five in my mind, but twelve and four is right there where, you know. They definitely will probably not go undefeated at home again, and that you know they're just so good at home. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like they got to be one of the greatest, like best home records of all time in it, the past twenty years. It's crazy. Like last year, they lost all five. They went eleven five. All five of those were, those losses were on the road. Yep, three and five on the road last year in the regular season, and then they. They go on and win in Kansas City in the playoffs. Stupid. Which it's makes stupid. no sense. Yeah, it really. So I, I think you see a, re- a little bit of a regression to the mean on both sides. They should be a much improved team on the road. I think they'll be at least five and three, and then I think there's no way they'll go undefeated at home again. I think they'll lose at least one game at home. Yeah, twelve and four. I would probably agree with. Although, again, if if the offense, if the offense can figure it out and they can. You know, they can get by with Edelman, Harry, Dorsett, you know, Thomas and Myers, who else? Um, because the tight ends haven't looked terrible. Like, Lacoste and uh, that catch by Ryan Izzo uh, from Brady in the third preseason game. I mean, that's a real NFL play. Like, that was a great throw, great catch. I think, you know, if the tight ends can at least be serviceable, you know, do your job on blocking, you know. Be open for a spot here and there for Brady. Like at least like give you some level of production. I don't need, I don't need sixty catches. You know, eight hundred yards. I just need like forty five, fifty really you know productive catches. But yeah, I would say if their offense really clicks and it doesn't take them all season to figure it out, because again last year it felt like it took them till like week fifteen, sixteen, like those last two games against like the Bills and Jets, I believe it was to really figure it out defensively and really, you know, sort of get their bearings straight. If it doesn't take them that long, I could see them going 13-3. and three. But, again, 
twelve and four is definitely a safe bet. Um, and again, you know, AFC East champions just like clockwork. Yes, so it's ridiculous. So I guess that begs the question: We don't presume there's anyone in the AFC East that can even like, no. come close. No. God, when no. we get to the uh, predictions, we have uh, already established the Patriots will win the AFC East this year. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. mean, like, <laughs> I think the Jets will be improved. But I can see I, the Jets going like eight and eight or nine and seven. Love you yeah. on Bell's I, 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 I agree with that. I agree with that. I think Le'Veon Bell is going to actually have a huge Has he owned him in fantasy? Or? No, that's not the reason. <laughs> I just think he's coming so motivated. I think he's kind of, you know, he's obviously like Antonio Brown, but he's got a year off, fresh legs, looks in real good shape, repping those new Jets uniforms that I'm actually, I'm kind of in on. They're, they're not bad. They're, they're not bad unis. But, yeah. They do have weapons on offense. They between, definitely do. Between Sam Darnold, Bell... Robbie Anderson, Jameson Crowder, they've got they've got the weapons now on offense. It's whether or not that O line can hold up. Yeah, yeah. I got I got the Patriots at thirteen and three this year. Um, I got them losing to at them losing at Baltimore, um, which Ryan you had as well. I got them losing at Houston, which Ryan also had, and then I have them losing week four at. Buffalo. That's their one game of the year. They always lose uh, one game every year. One divisional game. They have that no, makes no business it. losing. Yeah. They can that, never go 6-0. That, that's going to be this year. It's going to not, no, not going to be at Miami this year. It's going to be at Buffalo on September 29th. The Patriots are going to go in, and Josh Allen is going to beat them. And then people are going to be like, how the heck did the Bills beat the Patriots, blah, blah, blah. And then... The Bills are going to be the Bills and probably finish the season like three and thirteen, but they'll beat the Patriots once. Wow! And I just I'm just saying this because I have this stat here: win week by week, win loss percentage in the NFL this century. So this is from 2000. The Patriots are above sixty, at least sixty or above percent winning every week in the season, except for one, and that's week four when they're fifty-two point nine percent. So almost. Every week four, they either win or lose or have a bye. It's just a coin flip. So it's basically a coin flip. Well, you obviously, lost. you pretty much in any NFL game, you either win or right. you lose. Right, But I'm saying <laughs> for, the Patri- <laughs> for, the- for the Patriots... You really limited the options there. For the Patriots, it's rare like, for them to... Week four is a, is a bugaboo week. It seems like they win you know, every week, basically. So it's just surprising. And you know what the funny thing is? Week four... Is fifty two point nine percent win percentage. Week five, eighty three point three percent win percentage. It's their second well, highest yeah. behind week uh, fourteen, where they're fourteen. Oh, week sixteen, they're eighty nine percent, which is stupid, classic. <laughs> September's extension of the preseason. Week five, right. they really kick it into gear, and that like makes sense. Yeah, weeks. It does weeks make sense. Five through eight, they're above seventy. Eight percent in yeah. every week. They start rolling, and then by the end, they really figure it out. Probably drop one towards the end, and then they they kick it into high gear. Right. So yeah, I got them. That's a, that's a hot take. You know, you can disagree with that, but they lose a game every year. They have no business losing. Yeah. True. So I, I I agree with that. that. Yeah. I just think it's not going to be Buffalo. I think it's going to be the Jets. So what yeah. do we have you down as? Well, so I agree with uh, I agree with twelve and four. Um, in terms of which games they're actually going to lose, <coughs> uh, I got the Texans, got Baltimore, I got that week four in Miami. 
It's going to be hot as hell down week there. Week two. Uh, week two, sorry. It's going to be even hotter then. It's going to be <laughs> so hot. Like, I just, I don't know. Miami's just one of those things. I just, I don't see it. I don't see it. So, I uh, got three there. And then the, the Monday night against the Jets. You know, same same as you, Ryan. I mean, I, I just don't see them losing um, at home against the AFC East. You know, I just don't, I don't see that happening. You tell me on the road in Miami, yes, I absolutely, especially early in the season. I feel like their first four games, they always drop at least one or two, no matter what. Like they, they rarely start off the season like five and zero, six and zero. So I, yeah, I see that. I see that Monday night away at the Jets. It's just one of those games, you know. It, it's it's going to be a weird week. And what week is that again? That is week. Against uh, the Jets. Seven? Week seven. All right. So then their bye is like uh, week nine, right? I believe week, week nine. Ten. Like ten. Week, week ten. ten. So kind of like right in the middle of the season. I could see them dropping one uh, a couple weeks before the bye. So twelve and four, AFC East champs um, can go on about the other. You know how far they're gonna go. You know when we talk about all of our predictions. But they got they got a good they have a good schedule. They've been in very good schedule. schedule. Yeah. yeah. And they got a good schedule with the bye. They got a good bye. Week 10. Yep. You know, if you have that week four bye, oh. that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. You hate that. Yeah, you don't want that no. early bye. You want it right in the middle. You know, Somewhere between like the, eight Even and better 12. toward the back. Yeah. You know, the Patriots got the, the week 10. It's basically, you know, it's a little bit closer to the backside than the front, but I like it. I Week 10, yeah, if I was to pick spot. what week I want my bye, it would probably be around week 9 or 10. Yep. Mm-hmm. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, so, do we want to get into the rest of our divisions here? Sure. Yeah, why not? We're just doing winners, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So... Do we want to go Do we want to go around in a circle, division by division? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm just going to go in order of what I have mine here. Uh, after the East, let's go AFC West. I got uh, the LA... Almost said San Diego. LA Chargers... I have them winning the division. Uh, obviously, it was neck and neck between them and the Chiefs. They were both twelve and four, but I think the Chiefs this year, a full year with no Kareem Hunt, you know, kind of a you know a different backfield. Obviously, they got Tyreek Hill for the whole year, but I just think that um, honestly, I think the Chargers are just going to be a better team, and I think that the Chiefs will probably drop one or two that they wouldn't have dropped last year with you know their full full high octane offense. I would have been slightly inclined to uh, agree with you, but then they lost Derwin James, their stud safety, for three to four months, and I think that's going to be a killer Okay. in the secondary, which is arguably the most important part of your defense, and so I don't have the Chargers. I have the Chiefs winning the division, but the Chargers will be a game behind them. I also have Kansas City winning that division. Um, the Chargers, you mentioned Derwin James. Also, the Melvin Gordon situation. No one yeah. knows what's going on there. Yep. Um, that would be a huge loss for them. Yeah. Um, you know, I know that, yeah, you said no Kareem Hunt, but Tyree Kill's playing. For now. Travis Kelsey's now. playing. <laughs> yep. I just, I like, they have a really good home field. I just um, think advantage. they regress a little bit. But, like, you know, so maybe Mahomes isn't quite, you know, I mean, what he was last year was insane. I mean, right. he, he could. Well, I think it. I think it's the Chargers that regress. 
I think the Chargers were what twelve and four last yeah. year. Yeah, I think they're worse than twelve and four this year. Okay, yeah, I, I agree with that. You, like a full season. For now, we have to assume that Gordon will not come back. Yep. Right. Right. So a full season of Austin Eckler <laughs> and Justin Jackson. I don't know if that's good enough at that position. We haven't seen them for a full 16 season as starters, so that's a little iffy there. Eckler's not a bum, though. I mean, he, oh, no. he does average. He's yeah. very efficient, yeah. I mean, he's but he's small. always been a change yeah, of pace back. It's true. It's too yeah. small to be a three. Yeah, probably not a three down back, but yes. Yeah, so, split the reps and figure it out. Yeah. But I, even if Kansas City's defense, I know they have a lot of rotating parts on that defense. Honey Badger. A lot. They lost a lot, they brought a bunch in. Even if that defense is, like, top 15, top 20, that's, Clark. that's all they need because that offense is guaranteed to be, like, top two or three, yeah. if not number one in the league. So, yes, the offense could take a miniature, like, half step back, yep. but all the defense has to do is take that half step up. I hear you. Because their and defense was horrific last Awful, year. awful. I hear you. <laughs> Cost them that Monday night game yeah. against the Rams that was just insane. Yeah, cost them against Patriots. Cost yeah. them basically the season. Yeah. So, def- but I definitely like Kansas City in that division. Okay. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, AFC South, I got, if the Texans don't win this division, I mean, they, they are just a joke. They, they have to win this. I mean, Andrew Luck goes down, the Colts are dumb. They're, they're, they're absolutely done. Uh, the Jaguars... I think they have, you know, a better season than last year, but I don't think they're gonna they're not going back to like the AFC championship game or anything like that. I think, you know, Texans, if you don't win this division, what are you doing? Yeah, if you would ask, What are you doing? If you had asked me last week who wins this division, I would say, no doubt, yeah. Indianapolis. Yep. It's their division to lose. Yeah. They're stacked on offense. They have a solid defense now. They got I tell you that I think they have, you know, arguably the third best quarterback in the league, fourth best quarterback in the league. Top, you know, six or whatever at worst. Um, you know, they're going to be nasty, but, you know, that all changed um, drastically. Uh, we'll get to that later. But, yeah, I think I get the Texans as well. I think it's the Texans division to lose. I know they don't have a GM. I know they have a bad offensive line. No but Lamar I think, Miller. I think their defense, their defense is good. And I think their offense is good enough. Watson is dynamic. Watson and D-Hop. You know, Hopkins is You'll be good. a stud. They added some wide receivers, I think. I can't remember what their names are. but um, And they got some solid tight ends, too, down there. You know, you, you don't know them, but they'll, they'll have like some guy randomly catching a tight end. Uh, touchdown on Sunday on Red Zone. Seems True. like every week some tight ends catch a touchdown for them. I think Indy is still the most talented team in, in the AFC oh, South. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. But... Because we don't know how Jacoby Brissett is going to handle yeah. being a starting quarterback for a full season, you have to you have to go with Houston to win the division. I think it'll be very close, like ten and six, nine and seven for those teams. But yes, I totally agree with you, Dan. It's yeah. absolutely Houston's division to lose now. And if they don't take advantage of this, they're stupid and that team is going to get blown up. They'll just it'll be very Houston Texans esque if they either don't win the the uh, South or if they just flame out in the first round again, which they probably will. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's to lose. Absolutely. AFC North. Now, Browns seem like they're, you know, gonna be a good team this year. They're gonna figure it out, dog pound. But I got the Steelers. 
uh, taking this division. I think uh, th they're just going to be overall a better overall team. I think that they're going to, you know, addition by subtraction with uh, Antonio Brown because he just seems like a total, like, just a total nutcase. Like, what? What is this guy on? I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, the whole Antonio Brown saga. And I think that Juju Smith-Schuster can be a number one. I think he's more than capable of that. And the rest of the offense will just figure itself out. I think that Big Ben still got some juice left in him. And I think that they're just, overall, like, I, I'd be, I feel much safer hitching my wagon to the Steelers to win that division than the Cleveland Browns. I mean, they're going to be good. But I don't think they're winning. I don't think they're taking it this year. No way. I think I, I think I agree with you. Okay. Uh, I do like the Steelers to win the division, but I think they'll tie with the the Browns. You think so? I think they'll both be ten and six. I think the Browns are good, but I don't think I think they are a little overhyped. I think they, and especially if they get to a slow start. That if they blow their week one game, I yeah. believe it's against the Jets, then they, they have to play uh, two really tough games in two and th weeks two and three. Yep. And that's – so that – they have to get going. Like, you got to hit the ground running. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I also think Baltimore is being slept on here. I think they'll be in the division race the whole season. I don't think they'll win the division, but I think – I really think if Lamar Jackson can improve his accuracy, big if – but I think if he can take an, another step in his development, he can keep that team with a solid defense in tow in running in that division. I think that it'll be a, like a one one game separating those three of them. Um, but I do like uh, Pittsburgh to win that division in the end. Yep, I also have Pittsburgh, so that's a clean clean sweep for Pittsburgh. That's gonna be a good division though. There's three teams Definitely. that are real good. One team that's fucking horrific could go on sixteen. Kick them out of the all, league. For all I Kick know. the Bengals out of the They're league. They're horrible. But you know the Browns are a big, big uh, come up story. You know everyone's so high on the Browns. I mean I'm not. You know, show me. You know yeah. they got they got to prove, they got to prove it. They got proven. The Ravens and Steelers. You know they're always gonna be in a fight to the end. I think you know you'll have your classic, ten and six, eleven and five. Probably wins the division. I think it's your typical AFC North where they just beat up. They just beat up on each other mm -hmm. down the stretch, and one team pulls out. I think that's going to be Pittsburgh this year, as you mentioned, Dan. Yeah. I think it is a little addition by subtraction. You lose the cancer of Antonio Brown. Yeah. The Le'Veon Bell's drama is over in Pittsburgh. You know, you still got Juju. You still got James Conner. Ben Roethlisberger, solid defense should be okay. I yeah, I just got him winning. Yep, they're coming off. A year where they missed the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's committed now. You don't have any of the drama. Yeah. That should be. I think it's a easy. I think it's a fairly easy, you know, safe pick to make. I think they're gonna put up a fight week one in New England too. Oh, I definitely. I, I, I thought think, about that. I don't think they're gonna. You know, you have your Pittsburgh comes to New England. You you have this good team comes into New England and loses. You know, forty two to seven. I don't think that's this. No I shot. don't think that's. They have all off season to prepare for this week one. You know, I think you're going to have a, a game going down to the wire. It's going to be a very motivated Pittsburgh Steelers. Too. Absolutely. Right out of the gate, like as motivated as they have been in the past couple seasons, now that they have all this BS out of their minds, yeah. out of their out of their way. Like, geez. Oh. All right. NFC. We'll start with the East again. Uh, so I'm going to have the Cowboys repeating as NFC East champions. 
Uh, I just, I think as long as, you know, everything's figured out um, with Zeke, I like their offense uh, with Amari Cooper. I think as long as their, their defense doesn't, you know, just blow it, and as long as they're not a Swiss cheese, I think I think their offense will be good enough um, that they'll they'll end up finishing like eleven and five, twelve and four, and I think they're gonna end up taking uh, the NFC East. Right? I got Philly. <clears throat> I don't trust Dallas until I see Ezekiel Elliott report. <sighs> uh, I don't think that's like the be all end all, but I just think if he is out for any sort of extended amount of time that the offense is, is not going to have the same effect. We've seen it with guys like McFadden and Alfred Morris, and they try and fill in, and it's just not the same. It can be, it can be okay, serviceable, but it's not the same. doesn't let them do this, what they want to do on offense. puts more pressure on the defense, and then, like you say, they usually become Swiss cheese at that point when they have too much pressure on them. They do. So I'm assuming that Elliott extends his holdout into the season – and he misses a chunk of games, and that bites the Cowboys in the rear end. I, I think Wentz puts up a pretty good year for Philly. He's got the weapons to do it, and but I just don't. I don't think Wentz is going to survive the whole season. I think no. he's going to get hurt, but it's going to be late in the season where he's already done enough to put the Eagles in position to win the division. All right. Yeah, I um, also have Philly winning the. NFCs. I think the Carson Wentz obviously looked like an MVP candidate two seasons ago before he got hurt. Last season he came back. You know he didn't have a full off. This year he had the full off season to train, full off season to get with with his weapons. Ertz is a stud. Jeffrey's pretty good. Um, Nelson Aguilar. That offense is really good. Um, <clears throat> the defense is solid. Yeah, I mean as you mentioned with Ezekiel Elliott, I think. You don't know Dallas is so uncertain. I just don't trust. I don't trust Dak either. I, I trust Carson Wentz more than I trust Dak. Um, you know, and the Giants are gonna be horrible. The R words gonna be horrible. But yeah, I like the Eagles. You know, they they don't play as tough a schedule as Dallas did because they came in second in the division last year. They should have. They should have. Um, they made. How far are they making the playoffs last year? Philly. Yeah, they did. They won the a game and then they lost a the game. Yeah, they beat Chicago. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so... And then they lost in New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. Yeah, I like, I like Philly. I like Philly. I think... I just don't trust Dallas. That's the real, that's the real reason. Yeah, I'm, I'm hedging my bets on Dallas, basically. I'm, I, I have them sort of in a 10 and 6 range. They could be higher if Zeke comes back, starts playing week one, and defense is, is not Swiss cheese. But that, they could easily be 8-8, eight 9-7 eight, if Elliott decides to hold out for an extended period of time. I mean, so I'm, I'm sort of hedging my bets and then expecting Philly to be a, a constant. Imagine if Sean Lee could make it through one season without getting injured. Uh, that'd be something. Yeah. Uh, so moving on. NFC West. I got the Seahawks. Uh, I think the Rams regress. I, I really do. I think they're a good team. I think they... Totally will be right there. It's going to be Rams, Seahawks, right at the top to the bitter end. But I see Goff and McVay just regressing a little bit. I don't think they have the year that they did last year. I think Todd Gurley isn't – I think he's not going to be – I don't think he is the guy that he was. I think he's just – the injuries kind of catching up to him, classic running back. Uh, just they don't have a long shelf life. They really don't. But, yeah, he'll still be effective in the offense. But I just think the Seahawks – they're going to rise back up. I think they tend to do this a little bit. 
and I think they're just going to have one of those years. Russ, Russ Wilson is going to have MVP caliber type season, and I, I see them taking taking the West. Yeah, what? if I could take my retweet button, I would take it and put it right over you, <laughs> Sir Dan. I also have the Seahawks winning the NFC West this Let's year. Let's go! I, I agree with everything you said. I think the Rams are going to have a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. I think they're going to regress a little bit. You know, Seattle, I see Seattle 11-5, 12-4. Yeah. I think the Rams are going to be around that 10-6, 11-5, and so 11-5, 11-5. I got the Seahawks. I mean, I just think they're the... The Rams probably have more talent. Obviously, the Rams are going to get Cooper Cup back and stuff. But the ben. Seahawks, they played good football. I, they started off slow, if I remember right. They started off slow last year. They played some good football down the stretch. Um, you know, I like them. I like them in the division. Yep. I, I think that's a little far-fetched. I think they could be a wild-card team. I don't, I don't think they can win this division. No. Yes, the Rams may take some sort of step back, but... I really don't see that. I, I just, they get Cooper Cup back. They've played, they've got the whole experience from last year going to the Super Bowl and not. Yes, there could be some sort of hangover, but I just don't, I just don't see it, especially in this division. And to bank on a team that's so run heavy with no weapons on offense, you, you're banking on Tyler Lockett <laughs> as your best receiver, who's like yep. the biggest boomer bust ever. DK. DK Metcalf, <laughs> who literally can't run routes. <laughs> just very good size. You're literally just hoping that they can run people <coughs> to death and that Wilson can scramble and make plays. Perfect. And I just think that is not something to put any stock in and back up whatsoever. I think that if the defense improves and is is a like a, a plus for that team, then yeah, they're definitely a playoff caliber team. But I don't think they can they can be there with the Rams. Not if, if they're playing at the same level that they were playing last year. So I got the Rams still winning that division. Yeah, yeah. I'll just I'll just say this. I'm I'm just out I'm out on Jared Goff. I'm just out. I don't know. He just he I I I don't know. I, I could feel it in the Super Bowl watching it. I was like this guy this guy needs to make a couple big throws and he's not going to make them. Like, he's just, he's not going to make them, and he didn't. And I don't know. That's fine. I don't know. He, like, he could be a regular season great game manager that's not going to screw up. And I think that's what he is. Yeah. I think that's what he is. That's fine. I, I think that's a, he's a guy that the regular season doesn't phase him at all, but when it comes to having to make those, like, handful of yeah. throws that you have to make in the play, playoffs, he's not capable. No. And so... I will agree with that. But in terms of regular season, he's shown they've won two straight divisions in a row. Yep. And they just are coming off of a Super Bowl run. So they're, I think they're 2-2 two and two in the playoffs since. So we can, you can debate yeah, yeah, the playoffs yeah. all you want. Yep. I have no issue with that. But in terms of regular season, 12 wins the last two seasons, I believe. Like maybe 11 uh, two seasons ago, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Regardless, he, he, there's a proven track record for regular season success, and I don't think anyone else in the division is ready to take the next step. I would just say, yeah, I would just say too, like, you know, if you're going up against the Rams, just keep it close. Don't let them get um, ahead of you because you know they are kind of front runners too. And like, if you know, if you saw back, you know, when they played the Chiefs, that crazy fifty plus points on both sides. Again, he had to make a throw uh, towards the end, and he couldn't. Uh, I believe it was actually picked off. Uh, but the Rams defense picked him up again. and picked off Mahomes I know, twice at I the know, end. I know. But it's just one of those things. 
you know, if you're a team, you're going up against the Rams, keep it close, make that guy beat you, like, with a, with a tough, tough, like, game-clinching, game-winning drive type, type of throw. And I think that's, that's one way you got to try to beat the Rams, just keep it as close as... And, yes, the Gurley thing is a, definitely a concern, but I do like Daryl Henderson. I okay. think yeah. that guy is definitely, if he has to be, if he has to take the workhorse, I think, he, I think he could be capable of it. Yeah. And if he's not, they they have their third guy is also serviceable. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. If if they if they can manage Gurley, like just take his workload and just bring it down yeah. a few levels, maybe yeah. you know maybe that could be a huge game changer yeah. for him. Look at what oh, they you did. Like Daryl Henderson. Yeah. You own him in fantasy. <laughs> what? You own him in fantasy. Nah, no, nah, we no, we don't have fantasy bias. Yeah. Get out of here. Oh, okay, okay. I have Cooper Cup, and I'm going against him. I'm saying sure. Seahawks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. They have enough weapons to go around. Yeah, they get Daryl Henderson. You like him. Okay. Okay. You seem <laughs> triggered. <laughs> NFC South. <laughs> NFC South. I think so, this is... What? Is this unanimous? Saints. Yes. Saints. Saints. But yes. I think the Falcons will be knocking on the doorstep. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see Matty Ice having a big year. Uh, Julio... Having a big year. They got nothing to lose. Yeah, just just grip it and rip it. That's all. But Saints, I think the Saints, if they lose again, kind of like the Texans, what are you doing? Maybe you better win this division. Maybe if if Cam Newton isn't a bum and hurt all year, he could he could keep the Panthers in it. But uh, considering he's already hurt, coming off surgery, I think he's too dinged up. What do you own him in fantasy? Yeah, I must own him in fantasy, right? Yeah, you must. <laughs> I guess I own him in fantasy. <laughs> but if he were to stay healthy and be effective, the Cam Newton of old, he could definitely keep the Panthers in that race as well. And, yeah, McCaffrey, he's... What a stud. <clears throat> that dude is a stud. Yeah. Jeez. You own him in fantasy? No, I actually don't. <laughs> For real. But Man, this joke's getting old real quick. <laughs> Joe's getting dusty. Yeah. <laughs> NFC, Ran that one into the ground. NFC North. I'm, I'm interested in what you guys have here. Because uh, I'm going with the Vikings, baby. The Vikings are taking this division away from Mitch Trubisky's freaking paws. No. It is Kirk next. Cousins' division. It's his. And after that year, I know a lot of people down on Kirk Cousins after last year and all the money <laughs> they're freaking making, all guaranteed. But I think Cousins, after a year in this offense... Gonna figure it out. I think they really start clicking, and defensively, I like them too. Yeah, I guess Chicago repeating. Um, no, I think their defense is really good. I think Trubisky's gonna take another leap forward. There, he's got some solid-ish weapons. Allen Robinson, solid. Anthony Miller came on at the end of last year. He's gonna be in his second year now. He was really good last year. Tariq Cohen, pretty good. They just drafted a running back that they're really high on. I mean, I just like the Bears. I mean, I don't trust anyone else. I mean, the Packers, I understand they have Aaron Rodgers. I think their roster construction is not. Yeah. I don't think it's good enough. You know, Rodgers can only get you so far. And I don't. I also question Rodgers' um, love for the game. I don't. From everything that's come out over the past, you know, whatever. Yeah. I just. He's just a weirdo. I heard he's already. He's already fighting with the coach up there. They. The coach before, wants to do one before. thing. Rodgers wants to do another thing. Rodgers is a bit of an egomaniac, so I think that's going to keep the Packers down. The Vikings, you say Cousins, yeah. I like the, I like the Vikings. I just 
I just think the Bears are just the better team. I mean, just talent-wise, they're better. Khalil Mack, stud. Um, yeah, is, I think the stud. Bears are going to repeat. That's funny you say say that about Rodgers, too, because for anybody that's brought up the debate, oh, if you took Rodgers and you put him in, you know, Brady's shoes, Max you'd have Tellerman. Like, like, no, because clearly he can't even take simple, basic coaching. Right. He's uncoachable. So, I, that was a little side note. Yeah. But Bears, yeah, I mean, I obviously understand why. You know, they won the division last year. They look like they're on the come up, and especially, like, that defense. Khalil Mack, like, John Gruden being a dumbass and trading him away. I mean, yeah, they're, they're going to be tough. I think it's going to be close. I think that's another division where you got two, two teams at the top that are going to really be battling it out. And, again, I'm down on Green Bay. I think it's going to be a three-horse race. Uh, I know I said the AFC North was going to be a log jam with three teams at the top. I think the NFC North is going to be an absolute clusterfuck. Freaking North. Detroit? I think, I think Chicago, <laughs> Green Bay, and Minnesota are all going to end up at, like, 10 and 6. Yeah. Like, tie for first. Something stupid. Something ridiculous. And I think Chicago's going to come out of that scrum on top of the division. But I think one of one of those two teams, Green Bay or Minnesota, will also get in. I think Minnesota will. I don't, th- I don't think – I think Green Bay will be a hard luck loser yep. when it comes and to tiebreakers. Who knows? Andrew uh, – sorry. Aaron Rodgers' collarbone could explode at yeah. any given moment. I think you've got to bank on the fact that Chicago was one of, if not the best defense last year. And they've got a solid quarterback with guys, uh, weapons around him. The kicking game could be a crutch again. But <laughs> Cody Park, he's seen. Um, in terms of getting to the playoffs, I think they've got the best bet at it. I got you. Okay. I mean, I disagree, but yeah, it's definitely that, that division is very interesting to me. Uh, just because. Again, NFC North and uh, AFC North, just log jams. Uh, but Pats, <laughs> thankfully, Pats don't have to worry about that. They, they, their division has just been historically right. terrible for so long. So what do we have here? Uh, AFC, what do you have coming out of the AFC? Coming out of the AFC? <sighs> I do, we want to do, wait, do we want to do wild cards first? Yeah, why don't we just uh, you know, go phase by phase? Okay, all right, that's fair. Wild card, what do you got, Ryan? Uh, for the my two wild card teams are the L.A. Chargers and the Cleveland Browns, and I think those two teams will go on the road and they will <coughs> both win in the wild card <coughs> round. I think the Chargers will go into Pittsburgh and beat Big Ben and the Steelers, and I think Baker will go into Houston and beat Watson. Yeah, I mean I I could totally see the Texans dropping. Uh, and then in the Which NFC, means. I got Dallas and Minnesota as my wildcard teams. I have Minnesota losing to New Orleans. Yep. But then I have Dallas beating Chicago. All right. Damn. Dallas beating Chicago? Yep. Yikes. Woo. Okay. For me, I have first wildcard in the AFC is the Ravens. Then they'll face the Texans, and they will win that game in Houston. The Ravens will win to get to the second round. And then the my second wild card team in the AFC. Don't don't make fun of me, okay? I have the Jacksonville Jaguars as my oh, second wild card God. team in the AFC. They're gonna be good. They get the they get a nice last place schedule that they get to face this year. 
Uh, they got a big dick Nick is coming. Leonard Fournette. Back. Defense. Studs. Give me the sixth seed. They'll have to go to Pittsburgh where they'll lose. But, um, yeah. Jags. Second wild card this year. Wait till you see that. Wait till you see that. Oh, mm-hmm. man. You are, you are slurping on the Nick Foles so then you'll playoff have, run. Then you'll have Rave. Hey, I still got some Nick Foles. Nick Foles hurt me in all kinds of places, okay? With that Super Bowl loss. Jeez. Then you'll have Ravens. At Patriots, that'll be a dog fight. It always is a dog fight, but... No, just wild card round. I did the wild card round already. Yeah, so go to the NFC. Oh, you want me to go to the NFC? Yeah, that's okay. what I did. Oh. Alright, my first wild card team in the NFC, I have the Rams. Second wild card team in the NFC, I have the Vikings. So, not big surprises there. Um, nothing out of the ordinary. Yep. Rams or Vikings wouldn't surprise me. Vikings wouldn't surprise me if they won the division, missed the playoffs, or met the wild card. Rams, I would be surprised if they missed the playoffs. I just have them in the wild card. Okay. I got you. Uh, so, for me, this is what I got. I got wild card teams in the AFC. Kansas City, they're going to be there. Like, yes, I think they're going to regress, but honestly, they're not going to miss the playoffs. Mahomes is too talented. They have, you know, too much talent on that team in general. Andy Reid also knows what he's doing, so except when it comes to timeouts. Uh, Cleveland is my second wild card team. You know, I think they sneak in there. Uh, you know, I just think Baker, he's legit. He gets it. He knows what he's doing. Freddie, Freddie Kitchens, I don't know. I mean, he he could he could be legit. He could be out in two years. But regardless, I think they have enough there that their their offense will be good enough. Uh, I think they'll sneak in. And then NFC, I have wild card. I have first one going to be the Rams. I think the Rams, obviously, again, kind of like KC. They're going to regress, but they're just too talented. They have too much uh, on the offensive side of the ball to not win enough games to be there. I just don't think they win their division. Again, I think you know they're not going 13-3. and three. I think they're going to come down a bit. And the Bears being my second playoff team, you know, I'm not not really big on the Bears, but again, Mitch Trubisky, he's proven that he's a good starter, serviceable, probably, you know, going to be franchise quarterback for the next, you know, 10-12 years. So I think they have enough talent on both sides of the ball, especially defensively. Uh, Khalil Mack, absolute stud. So they're they're going to be there as well, for sure. So in the divisional round, I have Casey as the number one seed. They would, in my scenario, they'd play Cleveland, and I'd have Kansas City winning that. Then I have New England as the two seed. They'd take on the Chargers, and I'd have them win that, so I'd have a rematch in the AFC Championship. Yeah, you'd also have Pat's Chargers rematch, too. True. Uh, and then in the NFC Divisional, I would have the Rams as the one seed playing Dallas, and I'd have the Rams winning that. And then I'd have Philly as the two seed playing New Orleans, and I think New Orleans would win that, and so we get a rematch of the NFC Championship game. <laughs> um, yeah, so I got, <clears throat> in the divisional round, I got Pats versus the five wildcard seed Ravens. That game's a dogfight, but I think you have the cold. It'll be cold. It'll be January. I just think Lamar Jackson still can't 
throw the ball all that much. I think they can load the box against them. The Pats will have already faced the Ravens once in the regular season, so they'll it won't be unfamiliar against Lamar Jackson. So I think that goes in the Patriots' favor. They'll have a lot of film on them. Um, yeah, I like the Pats over that game. And then you'll have uh, Kansas City is the two-seed facing the three-seed Pittsburgh. I think that game comes down to the wire. But I like Kansas City in that game, so I'll also have the rematch, except it'll be in New England this year, not Kansas City. And then in the NFC, I'll have the four-seed Seahawks will beat the first wild-card Rams at home up in Seattle. That's the wild-card round. Yeah, four. Oh, yeah. So you have Seahawks, four-seed versus... I have the Bears as the one-seed. Um, I got the Bears winning that game, and then you'll have uh, <clears throat> New Orleans is the two seed. They'll face the three seed, Philadelphia at home. New Orleans will take care of that at home as they did last year. So then you'd have New Orleans um, at Chicago in the NFC. All right. <clears throat> so for mine uh, in the divisional round, uh, sorry, wild card round, Initially, because I didn't do my games for it, but um, so five and six is Casey and Cleveland. So I have the Chargers taking down, sorry, Chargers taking down Cleveland. I don't trust Cleveland uh, yet, obviously, in the playoffs. Odell, don't trust him in the playoffs. So I see that playing out that way. And then the Texans, uh, I do not see them beating Kansas City. They're my five seed. I, no shot, no shot in hell are they beating Kansas City in the playoffs. So then in the divisional round, um, that would mean I have the Pats against Kansas City, which that's a tough, tough divisional round. I mean, not going to lie, it's not a tomato can. But Pats moving on there, tough game, a little bit of a rematch. But I think the Pats are going to end up taking that one. And then it is the Chargers against the Steelers. Steelers are going to win that one. Again, Chargers are a nice, you know, regular season, get you a win or two in the playoffs, but they're they're never... With Phillip Rivers, they're never going to win the Super Bowl. I don't see it. So that gives you Pats and the Pittsburgh Steelers for an AFC Championship game. And then in the NFC, uh, so my five and six there for the wild card are the Rams and Bears. So in the wild card game there, I have the Bears are pulling the Seahawks. Seahawks are going to win that one. I see the Bears losing in the first round. And then Rams and Vikings. Rams not going to follow the Vikings there again. I like the Vikings this year, but the Rams in the playoffs, I trust more. Uh, just in terms of track record. Uh, so Rams over the Vikings there. Which gives you which gives you Rams and Seahawks. And, I mean, I, Rams are not going to beat the Seahawks um, <coughs> this year. Got the Seahawks moving on to the playoffs. Russ Wilson going to have a big year, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, boys. Which gives you Cowboys Saints. Cowboys Saints. Cowboys not being the Saints this year. Uh, Saints, I I have going on a big run here. So that gives you Saints, Saints and Rams in um, the AFC title game. NFC. I, NFC title game rematch. That would be that would be a crazy AFC title game. It would be. <laughs> Freudian slip scene. Be. Uh, All right. So I have two re- in my conference championship games. I have both of them rematches from last year. I have New England going into Kansas City and winning again. Jeez. Again. 
again. That would be a riot in Kansas City. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I have New Orleans getting revenge on the Rams for the atrocity that was the non-call at the end of the game last year. So I have New England, New Orleans in the Super Bowl. Fuck you. All right. So I have New England at home against Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. You want to tell me that it's going to be rolled reverse? The road team's going to win again, except this time it's going to be Kansas City on the road. I'll tell you, yeet! Patriots are going to win again. They're going to the Super Bowl. And then in the NFC, I have New Orleans traveling to Chicago. This one's going to be a dogfight. I know New Orleans can't play outside in the cold. Drew Brees is old. So I got Chicago winning that game. In overtime, in overtime, Chicago, in overtime. I'm going to give you a score prediction right now. 30, 30, 24, Chicago, in overtime, NFC Championship game. Book it. Pats, Bears, Super Bowl, rematch. Bears. From oh, like 1980-something. Wow. Yeah, when the Pats got absolutely yeah, yeah. steamrolled. Yeah. 85 Bears. Yeah, no one stands a team more than the 85 Bears stand themselves. Uh, that's true. So for me, AFC Championship game, got Pats, Steelers, rematch from a couple of years ago and it's at home and the Pats will win at home clockwork they're back in the Super Bowl yet again for the 10th time and going for number seven I have on the NFC side we got a rematch Rams and Saints but Saints are home here and they're not gonna get fucked for a second straight year they're gonna win screw you Ryan for having the same one as me I should have went first Why'd I let you go first? But Pats, Saints, Super Bowl, something I've if if we if we're never gonna get, if we're never gonna get Brady and Rogers, at least give us Brady and Breeze for nah, a Super Bowl. Give us Brady and Trubisky. No, no, I would have liked the Pats playing the Bears in 06 when they had freaking Rex Grossman and they handed the Super Bowl trophy over to Peyton Manning. Indianapolis cheated in that AFC Championship game. They. Flew in crowd noise, and they flew in heat. They cranked up the heat, and they cranked in crowd noise illegally, and they paid for that. But because it wasn't the Patriots, you never hear about it. Bullshit. Patriots dropped twenty-one to three, and they lost that game. So true. So fucking true. Uh, All right, uh, Ryan. No, I'll let you go no, first. No, for your Super Bowl no, predictions. You I'll go, go first. first. I'll Fine. Go first. Jonathan goes first. <laughs> Pats. Again. Say, I was gonna say. The stupid, stupid, stupid At run of dominance. Never to be seen again in salary cap era professional sports. A seven Super Bowl for Tom and Bill. I mean, I don't want I don't it, I don't want to pick the Patriots, but they're just they're just the best team again. Like, I'm sorry, they just are. Their defense wow. is nasty. Wow. Their offense will have came into form by then. And they're going to play Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky's good, but it, no, just the Patriots are just better. No, I don't know how, how you even have Chicago going that far. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how you can pick the Patriots. It's such a, a biased journalism right there. Biased. I told you I don't want to. Yeah, but you did. <laughs> You're biased to your hometown team. I'm not a Pats fan. So you know what I'm doing? You know what I'm doing? Pats versus Saints? 
I'm picking the Pats. Oh, 23-19. 23-19 bucket. Seven, baby. Did you say 23-19? Yes. Final? Yes. Where? What? <laughs> you got a safety in there or something? No, I got a lot of field goals in there. I guess. Yeah. Jeez. Well. Uh, if you're giving a score, I gotta give a score. I got. Pat- you gave a score in the conference yeah, championship okay. game. Yeah, I'll give one now because you just gave one. I'll go Pats. 27. Bears. 10. The most unclosed Super Bowl the Patriots have ever been in. Last year was awesome. Wasn't literally shitting my pants with five seconds left in the game. I could actually celebrate. I actually knew they were going to win with like three minutes left or whenever when he, when he missed that field goal and the Patriots got the ball back. It was awesome. Finally, Super Bowl, they didn't come back. Down to the wire. I got another one this year, baby. Well, next year, technically. All right. Well, since, since you two weren't brave enough to, you know be a dissenting voice here on this very objective podcast. Uh, you know, Saints and Pats, just a battle of two gladiators, finally. You know, would have loved it like five years ago, but hey, we'll take it. It's kind of like, you know, Mayweather-Pacquiao. It's like, oh, we would have loved that like five years ago, but... So, since you guys won't do it, I'm going to have to say it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Uh, I got 35-28... Uh, Pats, baby, let's yeah, go! That's a shot. What a shot. <laughs> wow, way to copycat. Someone it. such a copycat lead. Fendi. I do Someone it, so what do you do? You copied me. You, took, you are the you new You took team. my prediction. You copied me there. No, you took my prediction. I already had it down. You two have the exact same Super Bowl outcome. <laughs> nah. Yeah. No. Well, my score is different. Yeah. yeah. I mean, outcome as. 35 28? Original. How original? Yeah, all sevens. Denom- yeah. I didn't have denominations as seven. I had 27 10. I didn't say anything to you. Yeah, that's what I thought. 35 28, baby. <laughs> no field goals, just five okay. touchdowns. Well, I mean, if there is a field goal, Gasowski's going to miss it. No, no missed extra points. <laughs> no. No two point conversion. Clean game. It's no a, safety. It's a, it's a gentleman's game. Clean game. All no. clean fun. So, that's a, that's our freaking preview. Yeah, uh, Pats winning the Super Bowl, that's crazy. That's yeah. pretty wild. It's prediction. like, I'm sorry, but it's like, I, you just know that they're going to be there. Right? Like, I'm sorry. They're just like, the best team. Like, what like, am I going to tell you? As ya? long as Brady and Belichick are there, like, like, I think, doing a preseason show, you have to assume everyone's going to stay healthy. Yep. Right. And you have to assume whatever the situation is now is going to be for probably the course of the season. Yep. You know, holdouts aside. So tell me who's going to out-game plan, out-coach Bill Belichick. Tell me who's going to out-game manage Tom Brady yeah. in the playoff game. Who? And if the defense that we have is as good as we hope and we think it is, you don't need much from the offense. Also, it's not our freaking fault. That one of your only threats in the freaking AFC decided to retire in his prime. Andrew Luck retiring in his prime. Totally just washing away the Indianapolis Colts. Like, oh yeah, no, we suck this year. Or we're at least not going to threat you. They had a chance to to <coughs> get you something this year. Nope. Pretty much just Pittsburgh, Kansas City. Like, that, like besides that, like... Who else, really? Is the only true threat going into the season right now 
to the Patriots is the Chiefs. Yep. Everyone else right. is at least a tier below them. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it is just absurd. As long as those two guys are there. And, yes, no Gronk, but I'll say this. You know, for the regular season, last year, he really didn't give you much. And, anyways, they literally came back 28-3 to against the Falcons with no Gronk. But he was very crucial in the road win at Kansas City. Yes. Well, yeah, and exactly. So you don't get that, you probably don't win. No, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is, it is crucial that one of the keys to their season is definitely, you don't need a, like, 100-catch, 1,000-yard season from tight ends combined, whatever assortment of tight ends that ends up shaking no, out. 50, 45, But 50. they need to contribute. At, they need to yeah. at least find a contributor. And they need to come up big when it matters most. Yeah. Third downs. Like. Patriots are going to be a huge play-action team this year, and that's where the tight ends are going to shine. Yep. Yeah. And I don't care if it's Lacoste. I don't care if it's Lance Kendricks. I don't care if it's Ben Watson. I don't care yeah. who it is. Don't care who it is. Don't care. Do not care who it is. could be James Devlin. I don't <laughs> care. James White's probably going to have second-most receptions this year. He's gone. He got released from Miami, though. Homecoming. No. He's not on our roster. Homecoming. He's no, coming home. No. He's coming home. He's coming oh, home. we're home for him? <laughs> I think home for him is Indianapolis. Nah, he's coming home. G. Yuck. Dwayne Allen, come home. No. 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 But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no. We're going to get out of that. It's going to be a huge year for James White. I'll tell you that. And nah. hopefully, hopefully this offense doesn't get off to a rough start. Because I don't want the defense to have to carry throughout the first, like, four to eight weeks would not be ideal. But, you know, the offensive line, too. Two additions, uh, and I think... Losing David Andrews. Losing David Andrews, yeah, it's tough. But, again, they have a guy, Dante Scarnecchia, at the helm. If he wasn't there, yeah, I'd probably be a little worried. But he's there. They're all there. It's like, it'd be like betting against... Ryan getting mad at a bike in public. Like, it'd be like I'm betting that 10 times out of 10. He sees a bike, he's probably gonna be mad. But I mean, that's fair, but I don't think the general view in public, listening public, knows that. No, it's, it's an inside joke, but that's okay. Uh, well, we like inside jokes we'll, on podcasts. We'll, we'll tell it another time. But, <laughs> uh, so, we're probably gonna have the first radio show sometime mid September, is my guess. Uh, maybe we'll get another one of these recorded before then if anything big happens. Who knows? Red Sox might be a little cooking. Might be cooking a little bit. Uh, what's that? It's a NCAA. Oh, no, I know. I'm, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Um, but, yeah, no, we're probably going to do another one of these, um, you know, before we actually start the radio show for the semester. But, uh, yeah, that's our NFL and Patriots uh, recap and preview. And now we got some college football, and go Clemson. That's all I'm going to say right off the bat. Big Clemson guy right here. Ryan, would you like to kick us off here? Yeah, so <coughs> if, if you saw on Twitter, I put out my predictions for the season. At Mouth and Off Radio, no G. Um, but I'll, I'll just go through it again. Uh, I think Oklahoma will run the table in the Big 12. Uh, nah. Texas might be able to give them a run for their money, nah. as they did last year. But definitely not Texas. I don't. I don't see. I don't see Oklahoma losing. They've got a pretty soft schedule. I don't think they'll have too much trouble uh, going undefeated into the playoff. 
same can be said for Clemson. The ACC is just a crapshoot. Uh, Syracuse might be able to give them a run for their money. Uh, maybe even Texas A&M. Um, but I think Clemson also will run the table. Dabo will keep them motivated, get them yep. in a position to Trevor be able Lawrence, to repeat. Baby. Uh, I think uh, UCF is going to run the table in the American, but it won't matter. It I think won't matter again. Irrelevant. It, it just won't matter. They're, They're just like the modern day Boise State. They can't. Nobody will play them, and so they're stuck with awful an awful schedule that they'll just coast through. Yeah, some they'll probably have close ones here and there because every that's everyone else's Super Bowl for them, but. I still don't think a 13-0 season does them any good unless everyone else has two losses at least. And even then, I think you would probably give most two-loss Power 5 schools over them. So I don't see how they could find their way unless everything just – unless ultimate mayhem broke down. (laughs) Uh, In the Pac-12, I think it will be a three-horse race. I've got Oregon coming out uh, at 12-1. I think they'll beat Washington and then Utah in the Pac-12 championship. Uh, I think Utah will is Utah is being pegged as the favorite in that league. Okay, uh, they're bringing back a bunch of guys, but so is in Oregon. And Oregon's got uh, Justin uh, Herbert. Herbert, thank you, and he's the projected like number one pick. Yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. he's got a big return cast, so I like Oregon to run through there with Washington being a close third. Uh, I think Notre Dame will be an interesting one this year. I don't think they'll go undefeated. They have to. They have to play Michigan and Georgia this year. Did they play at Georgia too? Yeah. So that's that's, tough. that's a tough one. I think they'll be able to beat Michigan, but I think they lose to Georgia. And with only a win over Michigan and maybe and a win over Stanford as their like quality wins, I don't think that's going to be enough to get them in. I think it'll have them in the discussion just okay. because they're Notre Dame yeah. at 11-1, and one, but I, I don't think that'll be good enough. Uh, the Big Ten, I think, is really interesting. Um, a lot of teams that are good and a couple of great teams. Uh, I like Michigan to finally get over the oh, hump. Oh, man, that would be awesome. They have been so bad at home against their, their rivals, Michigan yeah. State and Ohio State. It's just incredible. Bro, they're not beating Ohio State again. They're just not. They haven't beat Ohio State. I know. I'm saying again this year they're not. Oh, no, no. I think this is the year. He ha- no. Harbaugh, this is the year. Harbaugh has They're to beat Ohio State. still losing to Ohio State. No. No, no. <laughs> Harbaugh has to. has to beat Ohio State this year if he wants to see have his job for next no. year. They're not beating Ohio State again. Honestly, no. I'd rather back. So, I think okay. Michigan will lose to Notre Dame, and I think they'll also lose to Penn State in back-to-back weeks. Oh, jeez. But I think they'll come back, and they'll play motivated, and they'll take out an undefeated Ohio State team and spoil that, and they'll be able to make the conference championship game over Ohio State with that win, and they'll play Nebraska, who will be a big-time surprise. They'll Because Nebraska has all of their key games are at home. And their only like big um, uh, heavyweight that they have to play is Ohio State, and they yeah. get that at home. Oh, jeez. So I think they'll lose to Ohio State, but I think Nebraska will be able to win out, and so they'll be eleven and one going into that game. But I like Michigan over Nebraska in the Big Ten title game. But with two losses, I don't think Michigan wins uh, gets into the playoffs. Yeah, no, with no conference doesn't. championship game, I don't think Ohio State gets in. 
And then I don't think Nebraska will have a good enough resume to get in. Okay. Um, then in the SEC, I like Georgia to go undefeated, get revenge on Alabama in the SEC championship game. Bama has been a thorn in Georgia's side. They've been, they've just, it's the hump that they can't get over, but I think they'll get over it this year uh, with Jacob Fromm and his running back duo. Uh, and they'll win the SEC at 13-0. Uh, elsewhere in the SEC, I think Bama will beat LSU, but I think they will trip up at Texas A&M. Uh, and they'll also, and then they'll lose in the SEC title game to Georgia. Hold so with two here. losses and no conference title, they'll be out. Okay. Uh, I have LSU. Uh, obviously, they're losing to Bama. But I think they will go to Texas and beat Texas, and they'll beat Florida. But they'll, because they lose to Bama, they don't make it to the SEC championship game, and then they won't have a conference title, and they won't make the playoff. Uh, and then Florida, I have them losing to Georgia and LSU, but I have them winning out aside from that. I think Texas A&M and Auburn are definitely teams to watch uh, because they control a lot of the national title picture. Uh, Texas A&M is, is a obvious for me. It's the team to watch. They play Clemson, who's number one, Bama, who's number two, Georgia, who's number three, LSU, who's number six, and Auburn, who's number 16. <laughs> so, Texas A&M could Everywhere. very well finish the season like 6-6, six and six, but they could also finish, if they were to win a bunch of those games, they would have a hell of a resume to go around. I just don't think they're good enough to win we'll the majority of those it. games, yeah. but I think they can spoil a season. I think they can spoil Alabama's season. I think they can spoil uh, an LSU season, perhaps, even. Okay. Um, so those will be interesting teams to watch. I think Auburn's a fluke. I think they're gonna they're the team that's they got they have to play all these games and they're not gonna be able to win. They have to play Oregon too. So I got um I got Clemson in the one spot. I got um I got ooh, I got here. I got <laughs> Georgia in the two spot. We got Oklahoma in the three spot. Those three teams are all undefeated, 13-0. Okay. And then I got Oregon now being the last playoff spot over LSU and Notre Dame. Ooh. I think the conference title will make a difference. Yes, there's the SEC bias to worry about a one-loss SEC team. Yep, it's real. With the resume that they would have in my scenario with wins over Texas and Florida, as, as well as other wins, would be a really tough to leave out. But... Oregon should have enough quality wins itself, maybe not to the extent of LSU, but they should be able, with a conference championship game and a conference title, I think that the committee will show bias towards that, as they seemingly have uh, in the past. So I'll have Clemson beating Oregon, Georgia beating Oklahoma, but I think Clemson fails in their quest to repeat as they lose to Georgia. Georgia's Georgia run the table. runs the table, a perfect 15-0 season. Jeez. So, team to watch just because of who they play and how they'll, they'll be able to have the most effect on the playoff is Texas A&M. And I think the dark horse, sort of already mentioned it, Nebraska, yep. if they're able to click. And I think Scott Frost could pull off another second-year miracle with a, another team. Damn. That's – you know, I – 
I like your playoff. You know, I, I'm not as engrossed into all of the teams, but I do like that playoff. I, I do see I, – I could totally see Clemson, you know, dropping it this year, obviously getting there, but, you know, kind of breaking my heart. I came in here saying I'm a, you know, I'm all Clemson, and this man just, this man just <laughs> broke my heart. But, no, I mean, Georgia, Georgia's legit, and Jake Fromm, you know, I mean, he's legit too. And what, what is he, uh, junior now? He's a junior, yeah. right? Yeah, so. he, can come, he can come out after this year. Can yeah, yes, yeah. yep. Okay. Um, I have a question for you R- regarding the playoff in general. Sure. I feel like almost every year now we keep getting to the end and they're discussing, you know, who's in, who's out. And we always get to a discussion of, well, you know, when are we going to expand this thing to like six teams or eight teams? Do you think that's in the cards in the near future? I don't, I don't think so. Uh, based off of, you know, TV rights, uh, it would throw off. It would sort of throw off the bowl system. You could make it work, but it would it would kind of involve... You would have to change up the bowl rotations. The system you have right now works fine. There's always going to be... There's always going to be the, the, the group of people that are like, Oh, put in more teams. Yeah. There's More is better. And... Sometimes you just don't want to mess with it. And while 18 playoff would be great, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'm also fine with four. It's less stress on it's a not less game that they it's less games that they have to play. Yes, it would just be one more game. <laughs> but for that team that plays into the the uh, in the championship, you'd probably assume they had a conference championship. So, yeah. At that point, that's 13 games plus three, that's a whole NFL slate yeah, for a that's kid a lot. in college. That's a lot of games. I mean, that's, and they're not, and they're not getting paid yet. Uh, yeah, Maybe they're getting paid exactly. under the table, we don't know. But, like, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just too, too much. It's, it, I don't see it being changed uh, in, the, in the near future. Yeah, ultimately, uh, with like the workload, it doesn't serve the best interest long run. Because then you're just having these guys play more games. Yeah. They're if, coming into the league more banged up. The more teams that you play, add into this playoff, the more the incentive will be we have to start paying. Exactly. Like, we're not going to play more games just so that we can, uh, unless we're getting paid more. Yeah. And yeah, obviously more teams means more teams get to play in, into the postseason. And so nobody's going to cry foul about that except for the, the teams that are like a Bam or a Clemson or an Oklahoma who are always seemingly at the top yeah. year to year. But yeah, it's, it's, it's probably the right number four. And yeah, I mean, you can talk me into six or eight, but I just don't see it happening in the near future. That's fair. That's, it's totally fair. I mean, yeah, like you said, the bull system, you're just add more workload. Ultimately, it doesn't really make sense. But I think with the four, though, I don't know. Like, I feel like they need to address, and I feel like they won't, because, I mean, we've already seen it happen with Boise State, but with UCF, it's like, what are you going to do? Like, how, how can you possibly reward or not reward a team that's, you know, that runs the table, and it, it's not their fault that they have a, yeah. you know, a, a crap bag schedule in terms of, like, compared to, like, Bama? It's tough. Back in the BCS era, you had the... You had enough bowls spread around where you could say, okay, group of five team is the best group of five, the highest ranked group of five team yeah. is guaranteed a spot in a BCS bowl. 
And that was good enough, at least at that point. Obviously, you won't, you had to be incredible to get into the top two. Yeah. And that was never going to happen at that point. Um, but at least you could get into a primetime bowl game. Now, you still sort of have that, but now with the playoff, the the non-playoff bowl games, like, if the Rose, like, if the Sugar Bowl isn't in the playoff, yeah, and it's just a normal bowl, like any other, anything else, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't feel anything, because it's not, it's not, it's like, it's better than the other bowls, but it's not a playoff bowl Exactly, yeah. So it's, it's just like, well, I guess it's a New Year's Six bowl, but it's like, it's not a playoff bowl. So right. what do you... It, it just doesn't feel as big as it may have. So, yeah, it, it's just, it just feels like every, almost every year there's a team like that, whether it's UCF or someone else. And it sucks. It yeah. does suck. Like, they, they, they could go undefeated <clears throat> three years in a row, but if, if they're not able to schedule because nobody will give them that opportunity, then they're just stuck in a rut. Where they can do whatever, win as many games as they they could win a hundred in a row against all these these math schools, and I guarantee you the committee still wouldn't give them a chance. I would just love to which see sucks. it. Which sucks. I would love to see it. It would be like so cool, like it UCF would. Bama, and then it's like oh my god, but, if UCF beats Bama. But you know what it is? It's the committee is scared to take that chance because if they give them that chance and then they give them a, the four spot, say. And then they have to go up against this year. They'll say Clemson. Yeah, Clemson just runs them out the building, out the stadium by halftime, and it's like a, a forty-eight to like seventeen game. Everyone is gonna be coming at the committee's head, saying, "How did you give them a chance? Why would you ever do that when you had this team, Power Five, this Power Five team yeah. that shown that they are a, one of the best four teams?" I guess, and then they'll that. never get a shot after that. I guess it would just have to be the perfect storm where everybody's losing games. Like, everybody. Like, That's you know, what I root for in college football. Yeah. Chaos. Give me, give me all the chaos. Yeah. Give me all the high. <laughs> Alabama lose to LSU, then have LSU lose to Georgia, then Georgia lose to Texas a and <laughs> Have Texas beat Oklahoma, then Texas lose to Missouri, then Missouri loses to... You don't even know They're not even in the same conference. Good. But, uh, have Glad Texas, you were... Have Texas lose to Kansas State. Then give me, like... Clemson loses to Syracuse, and then Syracuse loses to Pittsburgh, and then Pittsburgh loses to Duke, and give me Ohio State loses to Minnesota, and then Which, Michigan. <laughs> Ohio State, the last two years, has been good for a stinker against somebody that has no business beating them. Oh, yeah. They didn't take Purdue. They let Purdue smack them. Yep. And then I think two years ago it was Northwestern? No. Or was it Indiana? Nope. Iowa. They beat him 50. Iowa. How could I forget? Iowa was, like, Iowa was like 20-something point dogs or something yeah. at home against Ohio State, and they beat him like 55 to like 24. So yeah. it was a blowout. So, Jeez. Don't Iowa. sleep on my Hawks. Yeah. Hawks, Hawks, Hawks. <laughs> Ryan, yes. does, does Urban Meyer return to coaching at any point? Yes, 100% <laughs> yes. He goes. He's the next coach at USC. Right. Is your name Ryan? Yes. <laughs> He's okay. the next coach at USC. All right. Good good call, Ryan. All right. I'm Jonathan, and I'm going to say no because no. Uh, if I was Ryan, I would be saying no. But since I'm Jonathan, I guess I just have to say no for Ryan. 
I think as Ryan, I say yes, he will be the head coach of USC within five years. <laughs> I mean, probably like two, yes. probably like two or three. Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised you said five. I'm thinking like 2021. Yeah, like next year. Like 2020, so, maybe 2021. Yeah, no, Gra- Graham Harrell is needs some time nah. over at USC. No, nah. they flutter this year. Possible, but I don't Interim, think you fire a coach already. Oh, beautiful. Well, I think that just about does it. Uh, we, again, I'll say this again. I think we're going to uh, do one of these again before we start the radio show around like mid-September. Keep you all posted on that on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, that does it for us here. Uh, of course, joined by Ryan Brown and Jonathan Sullivan. I am Dan Sadik. This has been the Mouth and Off Sports Show Summer Recap Special Extravaganza. And part two, uh, go check out part one if you haven't already listened for some reason. Uh, But yeah, this was part two. Thank you all for listening. And yeah, tune in. We'll have updates on Twitter. You can follow the Twitter account at Mouth and Off Radio. No G there. Uh, You can follow me at D Sadek, D S A D E K 94 on Twitter. Follow Ryan at Brownie1224 and Jonathan at JSully1797. And yeah, make sure you go follow all those Twitter handles. Don't follow Jonathan's burner, though. We don't want to see any of that. We'll catch it. What about Ryan's burner? Follow my, my burner and Ryan's burner. Um, I don't have a burner, but Ryan does. So follow my burner and follow. Follow my burner and Ryan's burner. But I don't have a burner. But I don't have a burner. Real quote, actual quote. (laughs) Just remember that. Remember that. But thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Yesterday